Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You found the Playmakers on CBS Sports Radio 1140. Paul Lindsay with you on this Tuesday afternoon. It is game day for your Vegas Golden Knights. And they will take on the Minnesota Wild trailing a game. It's a their- brand new game. Best of seven series in which we will wait for the ultimate decision tonight, whether or not Max Pacioretty will play as head coach Pete DeBoer keeps saying day to day, today, 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 game time decision today, just like everybody. It won't really matter too much of it in terms of surprising and getting him back to the lineup. It will give them a it will give them a boost, though, but he hasn't played in seven games. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, if he's up to game speed. Will it matter? Yeah, absolutely it'll matter because that would be uh, a truly full lineup, one that the Golden Knights haven't rolled out there in in a long time and you know, it doesn't we don't really need to get that deep into what he means to to the first line, to the power play, to getting um the right guys going and, and elevating their games and how and what that does for the team overall. But yeah, if if he is in that lineup tonight, expect a little bit of a rougher entry back into the atmosphere, just getting your legs back on you, getting the lungs back. And you're also entering a, a completely different season, a completely different mood because we're in playoffs now. But if tonight is the night, that would be great because we need to get a win in the fortress really bad. There is a... A little teeny bit of smell of desperation here. I mean, maybe it right. mu- a must-win kind of thing. Going down two down two games would not be great on the road, considering you've got two at the the Wild House, so to speak, where they will have fans in attendance, much like we have them here at the Fortress. So, mm-hmm. you know, people can be geeked up a little bit too. But you know, optional skates, team calling practices. You know, you've got two teams that you know are know that they have shots in this thing, understand that they have shots in this thing, Mm -hmm. have been told that they have shots in this thing, and the pressure is on the home team tonight. As it should be. Because that's that is what you earn by being the higher seated team. And and pressure is a privilege. Like that's straight out of Billie Jean King's book of 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 what it means to be playing in these big time moments and and for the trophy that we're all just starting our, our journey towards. And I don't think the Golden Knights lacked urgency the other night. I just think that they lacked that extra one or two percent that separates getting something done versus not getting something done. So like the in terms of bearing down on the details in stopping on pucks, using your body to shield it away, but just always kind of having that mindset that I need to stop right here and right now if my plan does not go the way that. I expect it to and to help rectify that situation and help make up for that mistake and then move on to the next play. And 
sometimes the Golden Knights get too caught up in the in the riptide of of the current, and sometimes they're too far above it. But it's the, it's easier for them to be in the game to to play their best when they get off to a good start when they get on the board early. Marshy said it himself today in his pregame media. They have to go, come out of the first period with a lead. That is the best way that you get this team's wheels running down the track. And just to get clear the air of of the shutout stink that is definitely going to be around. The longer that this scoreless drought goes, the more compounding the pressure will be. Yeah, it's, it's, per, it's definitely permeating the offensive. You know, when when the Knights are attacking again, there's that during that game one, it wasn't. If you looked at the shots, it still never felt like the Knights were Dangerous. The, the aggressive team that was trying to trying to blow everything past Talbot and and right. pick spots and make the right pass and what you know whatever you know cliche cliche cliche. It just they just never felt threatening and Minnesota lulled them to sleep. It was. We're gonna we're gonna do the things that you do, mm-hmm. sacrifice our bodies, make the key, make the clean plays, and try to keep clean sheets more than anything else, and not worry about the excess stuff and the pushing and the shoving. And oh look, Ryan Reeves is back. Oh, he's mm-hmm. gonna threaten us with his you know physicality or whatever. It was a non-entity. It was yeah. a non-entity. Yeah, but the Knights were in kind of an emotional mindset. They were in a, a, a desperate mindset because they knew that they were getting um, pucks to the net, even though they weren't that high quality of chances. They knew that they had to get them quicker because the Minnesota Wild were finding ways to block shots. Or they knew like that that, that clock that runs in your head was sped up more and more as the second and third period went on. And so while all of these things seem obvious, all of these little kind of like safety parachute moments where you can kind of take a breath reset and just remind yourself of what your goal is that shift or what your assignment is there weren't that many for them and you're right that that's part of the lulling nature of the Minnesota well because they are willing to play a zero zero game all the way through like they were that's ideal against the Golden Knights and uh Declan said it yesterday he doesn't think that it's a, a winning game plan to to play uh the game like it was the other night to play it in low scoring that's not going to be a consistent way to Golden Knights that's the exact consistent way you beat the Golden Knights because if they can't get their confidence going if they don't get their good vibes where where they're getting rewarded that's where they go. They go into that emotional mindset. They go into the places where I'm worried about hitting. I'm worried about getting even. I'm worried about um, just having any sort of of stat or production outside of actually getting something done out there. And so just avoid that altogether by getting off to a good start and converting early and, and turning this game into a Golden Knights game at the Fortress in the playoffs because – the crowd was definitely into it the other night, but you know if they were scoring, if there's actual like semblance of of our true identity as a oh, team, that's sure, a much absolutely. different building. Yeah, it sounds like the Price is Right, and when right. someone gets their name called, and the, everybody right. just goes nuts, and you just feed off of each other, and and that's what makes playing this building so intoxicating, and and that plays to the strength to this team. Um, but if you if you're not going to be able to to use it if you're not going to be able to leverage your plays to to get the crowd involved uh like like they weren't able to the other night they might as well not be in there cuz as you said uh yesterday the the air was just sucked out of the room because it was so early in that overtime that Minnesota got that equalizer but people were just waiting we're just waiting for something to score, to to cheer about and to get crazy we had people taking off their shirts just in the commercial breaks for, for giggles yeah there was there was a moment where i was flashing back during game one and i'm hoping i don't get those flashbacks you know tonight 
uh, where I started going back to the series with Vancouver last year in games five and game six when they ended up tying it up. And the Canucks held the Knights to one goal between those two games mm-hmm. where it was it was like, OK, it was like the Wild said, we're going to go back and watch video of those two games mm-hmm. because those were the ideal ways to defeat this team. Just get solid goaltending and mm-hmm. let everything kind of else happen. And it just started happening. And when Vancouver started fighting bad, and again, they had a sense of urgency, too, because they were facing elimination at that point. Mm -hmm. They had something to fight for. But it's the same mindset, I think, that the Wild are in there, too, right, where they can smell right now. Imagine if we go home taking both these games here. The idea for most teams is to take one. I mean, that's what it is. A best of seven, take one, get home, and then swing the home ice advantage, swing the home court advantage. Yep. They're now thinking to themselves, which is probably, not probably, which is why they practiced yesterday and had a practice. We can take both of these. Yeah, they smell blood in the water. And that's basically what the mindset is for, for a lot of people that like to get up early, go running, go do, go to the gym. Because so, everybody else is sleeping. Your competition is sleeping. And that's why I'm a little slightly concerned about the Wild getting after it yesterday. And then the Knights took it in. And I get there. There's no wrong answer because I think there's definitely a clearing of the air that needed to be happened considering how devastating that loss was yesterday. But this is a team that I've said, you know, a bunch of times that believes in itself, that believes in its its path this year. Because this Minnesota Wild team, a lot of these guys aren't going to be on this team next year. There's a lot of one-year deals, a lot of rental players, a lot of guys on prove-it deals. And so you have that incentive on top of the fact that it's a team that did not expect to be here, did not expect to have 97 out there and, and as magical as he is. And that's, that's the only thing, too, is that the Knights kept him in check for the most part. I mean, granted, if it's anybody... But Mark Andre Fleury in that net, he probably scores on that wide open look that that, that Fleury basically wrapped himself around himself to make the save. Um, but, but they're a team that Lindsay's has so much more to Lindsay's play referencing for. Yeah, Kaprizov, ninety seven. Like this is a team that has everything in the world to play for without the pressure of expectations and that is a dangerous team to be playing. And so a lot of things have to go right for the golden Knights to play their best game. And the Minnesota wild legit, their only job is to, to find a way to stop them from doing that. How do you get in the head of cam Talbot? I mean, to be honest, I mean, after, after, oh, put, yeah, after, put, after putting up a, after putting up a, a goose egg, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be feeling myself too. For sure. Well, I mean, Spending more time in the offensive zone is definitely a thing. Getting more than just a one shot that that sails over the net and breaks itself out. It's about sustained offensive zone pressure. And specifically, I think the Golden Knights is one of my three to five keys. Really need to put an emphasis on layering their offensive attacks in terms of how their players go in. Like we have the puck carrier that, that goes in. We usually stop pretty high and we look to dish to the D or we dish on the wall. Like I'm I'm okay with that. But I almost want, want whoever that is to go a little bit deeper in the zone then slow up and allow one of our players to break really hard to crash the net and go to far side because if you can get cam talbot moving from his blocker side to his glove side from his right to his left and say that layered attack that we're talking about um you send the crashing forward 10 feet deep into the water and the defenseman with the puck is in the high zone two feet deep by having that change in depth rather than width that's where we caught him a lot early. That's where they were able to score on that side and to score on him almost at will. But if you don't disrupt his confidence, if you if you feed him from the outside where it's just going right into the logo on the stomach or making glove saves, like not making his life any 
tougher than it than it actually is as a goaltender. You're not going to be able to do that. Like you have to make sure that that emotional mindset that we were just outlining that the Knights tend to get themselves into. That's what you have to impose upon them. That's what you have to impose upon Cam Talbot specifically by taking away his eyes, by making him feel creasophobic and backing up deeper and deeper into that blue paint that comes with more, more bodies in front and sustained time. But the Golden Knights have to get the puck moving around. They have to get more creative. They can't get caught up in whatever they haven't done yet. They need to be in the moment, in the in the exact skates that they're in, and just think, I'm going to beat this goalie right here, right now. And I, and more importantly, I'm going to crash for every rebound possible and just send the kitchen sink at, at, at that front of the net. Because if it's not a, a shot that beats him clean, that's fine, as long as we're crashing the net and we're, and we're getting those rebounds. And so I, I think it's challenging him, actually challenging him. But that takes a different level of commitment um, in, in the game across the other 200 feet of ice itself. Like, we were playing that game in the first period. But then the second period happened, a long change, and we weren't able to keep the puck out of our own zone as often, and we weren't able to keep the puck deep in theirs. That's where the game really lies, and and that's where the full 60-minute effort really lies. When you've got a guy like Zach Whitecloud talking about how Minnesota is, it's almost like looking into a mirror when it comes to how the some of the grit plays are mm-hmm. done. And we talk about the blocking shots, obviously, but, you know, getting back, getting back on D, you know, those are those, those are those small things that create opportunity more than anything else. And you talk, I like, also think white clouds kind of pop, pump in their tire, their own tires a little bit too. Cause no offense. We got good defensemen on the scene, but we do not have a six like Minnesota does. So I think that's more of, White Cloud talking himself up and this decor up in terms of what they do a lot because the Minnesota Wild play a hell of a well, lot better of a defensive needs, well, game. Well, maybe he needs that right, right. now. I mean, but everybody's he needs gonna do, that. Do, everybody's got to figure out exactly what they need to do to bring their best game tonight because that's what the playoffs are is bringing your absolute best game and then going best and best and seeing who's better. Well, what you hope tonight is that fans that are going to the game tonight and those watching on, on uh, national TV, you know, don't end up at the end of the night with giant red marks on their foreheads after a number of facepalm moments where, you know, you get turnovers mm-hmm. deep in your own zone. And, and that's that's where that's where the wild will get you into trouble right away because they have no... They will always make the right decision, They have Paul. no problem converting. Mm-hmm. We'll dump and chase for the next five minutes. We'll tire you out. We have no problem playing boring brand of hockey with Minnesota Wild. We're just... They're just waiting for the nights to get bored of it so they can take advantage to find the mistake to find the soft areas and so there's a lot of ways that the golden knights could find their way to a victory tonight but it all starts with clearing the air with getting a puck past cam talbot and then just pedal to the metal all the way down all the way up and just seeing where the game takes you because when they get in those big time scoring swings where it's back and forth back and forth usually the golden knights tend to come out on the winning side of those it's terrifying (laughs) It's it's up and down. It's it's the best and and worst of all of the playoff hockey worlds. But I would much rather see a game like that tonight than what we saw on Sunday. I find myself watching a lot more of what you like to call the vulnerable time, the vulnerable minutes. Mm-hmm. It's right before the sun goes. It's the the equivalent of right before the sun goes down. And you see the last little bits of light go away. Yep. Those final the those first minutes of the period and those final minutes of the period. I find myself leaning a little bit farther forward, going something needs to happen here. Well, especially if you're like coming out of the intermission too. I mean, I was watching. I'm watching as many hockey games as I possibly can at this point. And obviously I was watching the blues and the, and the abs play last night and Jordan Bennington 
look out world because this this is a series that's a lot closer because he showed up last night. He showed up for that team. They lost 4 to 1 with an empty netter, but it should have been like 7 nothing, Paul. But after the second period, the Abs come out in the third and they score a goal 30 seconds in. And who scores that goal? It's Nathan McKinnon. Nathan. Where does he score? In the slot. Just takes a one-timer and just snips it top corner. Like those are the plays where the whole period uh, beforehand was stolen. Like, that's where you start getting nervous. Like, oh, my God, is Bennington, like, turning into into what he was a couple of years ago? Are we seeing what Carey Price does? Like, is he going to be able to steal this series? And it plants that seed of doubt in the, in the heads of the Colorado Avalanche, which is one of the most prolific offenses. But then 30 seconds and Nathan McKinnon puts all of that to bed and makes sure that they get off the right foot. That's where that compartmentalization can help you and and kind of guide you through your emotional uh, wellness of the game. Because if the Golden Knights aren't finding themselves in the uh, winning in the areas that they need to or, or, or scoring goals or need that, they need to make sure that they strike early. And usually that starts and ends with number 61. For those of you joining us for the very first time, Lindsay played goalie at a very high level. And uh, she thinks a lot like a goalie and hated giving up. I don't think you gave up many of those, did you? I didn't give up a lot of goals, but I had, I had a very good in the team vulner- in, in the vulnerable moments. No, because from a young age... My dad and I talked about that and, and my goalie coaches of just how impactful those goals against are on a team psyche, on your personal psyche as a goaltender and how those little moments can basically cause like temporary hockey st- stress disorder where, paralysis they, right, almost. Where, where all of a sudden you're deer like, well, we just saw this play happen. And so I'm going to, I'm going to try to pinch a little bit earlier because I don't want this guy to gain speed or I want to make this pass a little bit later because now the timing I feel is thrown off, but that's actually not the case. But that's what I mean. You can avoid half of the BS by just doing it right the first time and getting a goal early or beating Colorado at home and getting the president's trophy. That's what this team, this team is missing the finishing ability but they're missing timing a lot as of late. At least that's just in my opinion. Both of them converging at once. Perfection. That's what the Golden Knights are looking for. Let's get both tonight at some point. Game two, Vegas Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild. Full wrap up coming up tomorrow. A little more hockey talk coming in hour two of the show. Up next, Tom Brady and a reality show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 